your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and the Odyssey app. Doing so does not cost you a single cent and ensures you never miss another episode. Before we get underway with tonight's show, I did want to let you know about one of our other great podcasts because you need more hockey news and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the NHL. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps. Follow and subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get your favorite podcasts. On tonight's show, I was trying to think of something interesting to talk about, and with the Jets, it's been a little bit quiet, so instead of talking about, you know, our top 50 NHL players, which that list will be available in the coming days, I thought I would instead focus on maybe next year's storylines. We're obviously, I, I say it's next year, but it's really just about a month away or so from the start of the next season. And to be honest, I think a lot is still very much up in the air. We don't really know what's going to happen with the NHL, what the divisions are going to look like. Right now, I believe the plan is to go back to like the normal central division. But even then, there's still the question of COVID, right? How is travel going to work? What is the schedule going to look like? I think a lot of teams are still waiting for things with a little bit of beta breath. Obviously, many teams need attendance to increase. Revenue streams are down. But with the Delta variant now increasing in severity and uh, and really uh, prevalence around North America, I think there are, are continually serious challenges to any of the functions and revenue streams that the NHL is going to be looking at. Obviously, the move to like ESPN is going to be big for TV revenue, and maybe that will be the predominant source heading into next year with ticket sales likely to be depressed again. But in terms of just scheduling, one of the other big challenges remains the Olympics. I think the Olympics are going to throw a huge monkey wrench into a lot of NHL team plans, and even now it doesn't seem like the NHL really has a great handle on whether or not players are actually going to go to the Olympics. The rumor has it that there are two uh, plans, one which the NHL does actually loan players to the, uh, the Olympics overseas, and one where they do not go. And I feel like you can't really have one or the other. You have to basically pick a direction and not really having that well in advance, for me, it's a little bit scary. You know, logistically speaking, you can't just pick one plan, you know, towards the start of the Olympics and go with that because, you know, there's a lot of contractual stuff, certainly a lot of logistical things in terms of COVID testing, isolation, quarantine. Um, I mean, it's just a lot to deal with. And I'm curious to know how exactly this is all going to play out because the Olympics themselves may be in some danger of actually occurring. You know, Japan's Olympics for the summer were a bit of a disaster. And let's be honest, I think a lot of the athletes are kind of pissed about the way it, you know, kind of went down. Aside from a lot of the isolation and, and mental health issues that they experienced, the, the temperatures were very poor. There were a number of instances where there were some unsafe playing conditions for a number of the athletes. I mean, it's just, I don't know how it all kind of went down, but, you know, you also had COVID infections spreading throughout the camp. It just seems like a disaster waiting to happen again in just a couple months. Now, 
for the Jets, I do think a couple of players will actually get loaned to their teams. Obviously, one of the biggest ones is going to be Nikolai Ehlers potentially getting loaned to Denmark if they, in fact, qualify. Not sure how robust the Danish squad is in hockey right now, but Ehlers, of course, would be a top contender if, in fact, they are in that tournament. You'd also have Connor Hellebuck leading Team USA in net. I think the other candidate would be um, John Gibson. And from the Canadian side of things, you'd have to think Mark Shifley probably gets something of a call-up. I don't know if he'd actually go this time. Um, maybe he doesn't get the nod just because there's a lot of Canadian players, and maybe Shifley's star has diminished in Team Canada's eyes. I can't really see that being the case. I'd think they'd want to invite Winnipeg's first-line center. It just seems like the kind of thing that they're not going to overlook. But, you know, when it comes to Team Canada, they've only got a handful of roster spots and a lot of internal competition. So Shifley might actually be um, on the outs with that. I don't know how it's going to pan out. I feel like he does probably deserve to go, but in terms of whether or not he would actually beat out the current roster, I don't know. I'm sure the U.S. will definitely be inquiring about uh, Kyle Connor because Connor is one of the most naturally gifted American goal scorers, and he'd be a great power play asset and even strength scorer for that team, which looks like it's shaping up pretty nicely under Mike Sullivan. I could imagine that roster is going to be a force to contend with, and if you put Connor in Sullivan's hands, he's going to be an unholy menace. I could see that easily being one of the uh, the top goal scoring performers in the tournament, so. Yeah, you know, Sullivan might be calling about Connor. I could imagine Team USA being very high on him. As far as other players are concerned, I don't know if anyone else would really qualify. I feel like Hellebuck, Connor, and maybe Shifley are my main picks. In future Olympics, though, you have to think Cole Perfetti will one day see his name dialed up. That kid is just, he's got the makings of a superstar. I, I feel like Perfetti is going to be long-term a really valuable Canadian Olympian. He's already represented Team Canada in the World Juniors and a lot of the youth tournaments, so you have to think down the road in a couple of years. Once he's kind of matured and hit his prime, he'll be getting call-ups on the regular. I feel like he's already primed to, you know, get into the Team Canada lineup over the next few years in, like, the IIHF tournaments that happen in, you know, in between the seasons, but... As far as, like, an Olympic call-up is concerned, I wouldn't rule it out. For the duration that a lot of these guys are overseas, if, in fact, the tournament happens, you have to think the Jets are going to be a little bit vulnerable. It's a little bit hard to let go of some of your top even-strength scores and your best goalie and, and kind of rely on somebody like Eric Comrie. That's something that I didn't really figure into the uh, into the math of, of next season is really... The Jets might be without Connor Hellebuck for like a month or so. And the more I think about it now, the more it kind of worries me because the Jets don't actually have a real backup. Um, Mikhail Berdin might be ready to take on the reins of that. I know Eric Comrie has been given a, a chance to really compete for that spot, but unless Comrie really blows the doors off, I, I don't know that I would be comfortable leaving him in net for a month or more. So yeah, the Jets have a very tough decision to make. I, I don't know if uh, players or, or actually teams can refuse any of the call-ups and assignments. If they can, maybe Winnipeg would push to have Hellebuck stay. He is, our, of course, our team's MVP, so I would not want to see him going overseas. Also, it's just for safety reasons, I'd prefer him to stay in Canada, but... You know, maybe we can't really avoid this, and the Jets are going to have to make do with what they have. Speaking of making do, I have a couple of other storylines about some of the players that I think could step up and maybe what I expect from next year's rookie crop for the Jets. But before we go any further, I did want to tell you a little bit about why I think BetOnline.ag should be the only place you do your online betting. In the wild, wild west of online bets, you need to know that there's a safe, reliable name that you can trust every single time. That's why you should look no further than BetOnline. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, UFC, MMA, and every sport in between. No matter what you're into, BetOnline has your back. 
Before that next pitch or face-off, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up for bonuses, and scout all the contests for your next win. Stop sitting on the sidelines as all of your favorite teams begin their playoff quests for glory. Win as your favorite teams win. To get started, go to betonline.ag and register for a free account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a matched 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON at registration to receive a matched welcome bonus when you make your very first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. We are resuming our thoughts on next season, and frankly, I think there are a couple of really important storylines for the Jets. This is, for them, kind of a make-or-break season, which I know that we've said it in the past, but now the Jets have actually kind of lived up to that sort of um, billing just because they made a lot of off-season moves. They've basically done Andrew Kopp as a rental, they've brought in Schmidt and Dillon, they signed Riley Nash as like a cheap fourth-line center, Pionk's been extended long-term, Stastny's back for a year, so let's let's be honest, I think the Jets have basically put all the chips on the table. As far as what Winnipeg could have done, this is as aggressive an offseason as you could have asked for, so overall I'm happy with it, but it also means that there's new pressure on Winnipeg to really perform, and I feel like a couple of players for me, they really need to step up in ways that they haven't shown in some time. One of the top ones is going to be Josh Morrissey. I, I know that we all love Morrissey, the, the human being, and he's had a really tough time. Um, he recently lost his father, and I feel like that's just, I don't know how, you know, a young man like him is going to be dealing with that. You know, I really couldn't imagine losing a family member like that and then have to basically get ready for work in just a couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, Josh is going to have to have a major season, and I feel like it's going to be a lot to ask him to perform at a level that was significantly above last season. You know, also dealing with all the pressures, a lot of the grief of losing a family member. I mean, this is this is a complicated time in his life. You know, some athletes are able to handle it and, and work around it, but this might be a different story. I don't know. I don't know what Josh is going through. Last year, it seemed like he also had some issues maybe off the ice. I don't know if it ever really was revealed what was going on, but he just didn't seem like himself. You could tell he had bad body language and, and just didn't seem super upbeat at many points. Maybe that's just his personality, but I, I kind of got the sense that stuff wasn't great, you know, and I feel like the frustration at times could really build up in him. So for him, I'm really hoping that this upcoming season is like a triumphant return to form. Maybe he can salvage something of what he was a couple of years ago. I don't know that it's going to happen, but for anyone that I could root for, I'm really rooting for Morrissey to bounce back. I want to see him succeed. He's a really important part of this team, and I know that with everything that's going on in his life right now, having at least a good outing to kind of get your career back on track would at least put you in a better frame of mind to deal with stuff, because I know that on top of, of all of the loss that he's experiencing right now, if it bleeds onto the ice, it's just going to make the trauma and a lot of the grief that much harder to bear, so I, I don't want him to face all of that pressure, but you know, the team's going to ask him to play a lot of minutes. I really hope that they give him the space that he needs. I can't imagine what his family is going through right now, but, you know, when it comes down to it, hockey ends up being a business. The human side of things can be very difficult to deal with. All I hope for is that, you know, his family is okay, that he's doing okay. It's tough. I don't know how I would have processed something like that, much less while also trying to get ready for next season and, and trying to get yourself in a state of mind where you can go back out on the ice and do your job. I just want to see Josh Morrissey really happy this year. I know that it's going to be a, a tough season for him, but you know, all I uh, all I want to see is the guys enjoying themselves, having a good time, smiling more. I feel like over the years, the Jets have gotten to the point where, like, 
you see Shifley basically assaulting a guy on the ice with all of the frustration and stuff that's built up, you don't really ever see these kinds of lashing outs from the Jets. I mean, Winnipeg, over the past couple of seasons, their identity has been a lot less mean-edged. They've been pretty saintly on the ice, and so I feel like I just want to see more happiness when they had fun playing hockey, when they were enjoying themselves. It feels like all too often the mood has been very down, but I feel like this year and what's coming for this season might finally be a breakthrough for at least some of these guys. You know, I think Josh might be able to rebound at least a little bit. I think maybe Shifley could be even more engaged and and show us what he's capable of. We all know that within him is a player who can be one of the best centers in the in the league. And like, sure, he already is like a top 20 center now, right? But I'm talking pushing towards the top 10. Being that game-breaking offensive presence who can also direct two-way traffic and, and be responsible in his own end. There's a version of Shifley that does this. We've seen it time and again, and it's a shame that we haven't seen it over the past couple of years. I feel like ever since like 16, 17-ish was when he was at his peak, and ever since then we haven't really seen him close to that. I'd love to have that Shifley back, the one that made me love his game and, and love him as a player. Over the past couple of seasons, I feel like he's become more frustrating, and I don't know... Him as a leader on the ice, it, it doesn't really seem quite as appropriate as I, I wished it was. You know, if you're not going to back check and you're going to be a little bit lazy in defense, well, I don't know that that sets a great example for the rest of the young players. You know, you see Neil Pionk in the way that he plays, and I feel like Pionk for me, even if he doesn't always have the most effective impact on the ice, he never really quits on a play. He's constantly trying to improve and work on things. He's very industrious by nature, and he's like a genuinely gritty, persistent player. I, I would hate to have to go against him in anything because that dude just seemingly does not know the word stop. If Shifley could kind of get some of that work ethic back into his game, especially on the defensive side of things. Offensively, I think he's still doing fine, but on the defensive side of things, if he could work on that and, and go back to where he was a couple of years ago, I think his game would improve by leaps and bounds. We'd see a Shifley that we haven't seen in a long time. You know, I was at my breaking point with him last season, but, you know, once tempers kind of cooled, I was kind of hoping that one day we would see him return to the form. Maybe that was a wake-up call that the way that he's playing just isn't acceptable. He's got a lot of veterans on the team now who have been through this this song and dance. They expect a lot better. I think Stastny was kind of vocal about being displeased with the, uh, the performance of the team so far. So it'd be nice if some of these guys could step up and, and show us who they can really be. I, I know that this Jets team has been very frustrating, and I've, I've talked about it. You know, I've said management hasn't really been in the right spot to put this team on a winning path. The coaching staff kind of pissed me off too. Um, but the players especially, you know, some of the leaders on the team, I felt like they weren't stepping up enough. Maybe this year they start to turn things around and we get back to seeing the Winnipeg Jets that we all know and love. The front office has basically done all it can to improve the roster, and so now it's up to the players to perform and hopefully give us a really good show. Speaking of uh, a really good show and things that I hope for, I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the rookies and younger players that I would like to see making an impact on the Jets and whether or not I actually expect them to get a shot next season. But before we go any further, I thought you should hear about why rockauto.com is the best source for all your auto part needs. There are literally thousands and thousands of vehicles out there, and it's really hard for auto parts stores to keep up stocking parts, accoutrements, and everything in between. You might stand in line for 15, 20, maybe even 30 minutes waiting for your chance to buy the part that you need, and you find out they don't even have it in stock. If you want to save time and money, then just go to rockauto.com instead. They're a family-run business with over 20 years of experience in the automotive industry. Their easy-to-use intuitive website allows you to sort by make, year, and model of your vehicle, and then set a price range filter so you always get the parts that you need at the prices you want. Whether you need a new engine control module or a floor mat replacement, rockauto.com is sure to have what you need in stock. And best of all, you can save anywhere from 20, 30, even 50% off retail brick-and-mortar in-store pricing. So why shop anywhere else? 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Are you someone who loves protein bars? Are you tired of all of your favorite protein bars tasting like ash and dirt? Maybe you're ready for a change. And as a fellow protein bar appreciator, I can tell you that Built Bar is your best alternative. It's the only protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar, with a 100% chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. It comes in several delicious flavors like salted caramel, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and so many other great flavors. Built Bar often releases very special, limited edition, limited quantity flavors that once they're gone, they're gone for good, so stay tuned to their social media platforms and their website to make sure you never miss another flavor. As delicious as Built Bars are, they're even better for you, with most bars clocking in at around 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and 17 to 18 grams of protein. Built Bars are perfect for every lifestyle, whether you're looking to maintain or lose weight. Placing your order couldn't be easier. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Built.com. Place your order today for the best tasting protein bar on the market. Hello friends and welcome to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast, or welcome back rather. We are going to close out tonight's episode with some thoughts on next year. We've talked about some expectations that I have, some storylines that I think are important to follow. You know, we've talked about Josh Morrissey maybe having a tough time next year. We've talked about the Olympics maybe having an impact. We've discussed Mark Shifley hopefully having a bounce back year as well. But I think one of the biggest things that the Jets are going to deal with is trying to figure out how to get some of their kids into the lineup. And I think the biggest name right now that I have circled on my list is going to be Cole Perfetti. I think Perfetti is legitimately going to play some NHL games. And at some point, I feel like he might actually earn a roster spot. Right now with the Jets, there aren't all that many high-end offensive roles for uh, really up for grabs. I mean, you've got maybe one or two spots that somebody could potentially get a promotion to in like a middle six or top six role. But after that, I don't really see many roles for a player like Perfetti to steal unless it's in the top six. I think a lot of it will depend on the health of the team, anybody who gets called up, and then also dealing with some of the... Uh, some of the performance slumps that guys like Dubois have gone through. I don't know if Pierre-Luc Dubois is actually going to have a really big year. I hope he does. I'd love for him to get a big raise and earn that raise big time. But, you know, my expectations since he's joined the team have been a little bit more modest. I think he does a lot of the things right, and I think some of his game maybe people are a little bit too dismissive of. But on the other hand, his production levels, they've been okay. I think um, if you look under the surface, I think that there's more to like than what you see visually. But even then, some of the mistakes that he makes in some of his decision-making, you can tell that he misses out on clear scoring opportunities or chances to get on the board with his teammates, and that right now is going to hold him back. So maybe, you know, an off-season of training and some additional familiarity with his line mates, maybe that'll be the key to unlocking the offensive potential that he has because PLD can be a monster in front of the net. He's got all of the physical tools and skill sets that you would love in a player of his type and his build. But if he actually does falter, there are players behind him who could potentially move into that spot, and I think Perfetti for me is the big one. He's one of the fastest risers in the Jets organization. He was kind of killing it at the AHL level. I think he's shown enough to certainly get an audition next year. I'd love to see him play at least a couple of games. He'll definitely be involved during camp and preseason, I would imagine, and we'll see if he actually earns a spot longer term. I don't want him in the press box, though. I do want him playing actual pro time. So if he doesn't make the Jets out of camp, he needs to go to the AHL and keep playing. But Otherwise, I think he's got a good shot. David Gustafson certainly has a shot, maybe this season or next. Either way, he's going to get into Winnipeg's bottom six sooner rather than later. 
I feel like he would be wasted as like a fourth line center. So hopefully he can move into that third line spot. And maybe Lowry takes the fourth line center role where he's always been dominant with a couple of uh, scrub wingers who are more defensive specialists. Either way, I definitely want Gustafson in. Veselainen maybe will come off the bench for a couple of games here and there if there are injuries to the wings. Veselainen has all of the talent and ability. I just don't know if he has the consistency to really put it together. But we've seen flashes of some decent things from him at the NHL level. I just kind of want to see him do it a little bit more and maybe get some power play time where I think he could be a really lethal asset. Unfortunately, I don't think Vili Heinola is going to see that much ice time this year. Um, on the defensive side of things, the team is is relatively loaded on the left side, and, and certainly Logan Stanley seems to have management's trust and stuff. You know, the coaching staff loves him, so I can't see Vili really getting many minutes in the NHL. I think that he needs it, but if he goes to the Moose, it is what it is. Hopefully, he can prove that, in fact, he does deserve to be in Winnipeg's top four long term. I think that he's got all of the makings of a really good defender. It's just whether or not the Jets are willing to give him that that leash to play and learn and make mistakes without it coming at the expense of like really low ice time or press boxings on a regular basis. I know that the coaching staff doesn't always trust him, but I think you got to give Heinola at least more of a look. I mean, he's he's got all of the potential to be Winnipeg's best puck-moving D. I don't know that he'll ever reach that height, but he certainly has all the hallmarks of somebody who is on that trajectory. So don't halt his progress. Let him play and give him the minutes he needs to show you that he is truly part of Winnipeg's future. I'd be curious to know what you think on my storyline thoughts and if you agree or disagree with my assessments. Maybe you think that there's another young player who deserves a shot. If so, be sure to let me know at HLLivingLocal and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's show, that will do it, though. Before you log off, don't forget to check out our Locked on Bets podcast. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get your favorite media. And as always, thanks for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!